0: The ship. And I am here to start
1: a pot. So let me go. To pot. Two. One. To infinity. And beyond. To infinity and
2: irrelevancy. It's me, Tim Allen. <laughs> oh. it's, it's Stir the Plot. <laughs> I guess I should start the podcast now. I guess you it's should. me, Tim Allen. Did you know
1: that I did cocaine? Or that I sold cocaine?
2: <laughs> Hi, welcome to Stir the Plot. It. Oh, shh. Did y'all hear that? ASMR podcast. <laughs> it's it's audibly improved vocal quality. Wow. Wow.
1: Are we professionals now?
2: We're professionals. You know why? Why? Because we have like $100 worth of foam hanging in our studio now. Yeah. Paper towels in front of me.
1: Yeah. We have paper towels kind of absorbing all of the sound. Uh, I have my old comforter from college hanging out. And then one of my mom's old dog blankets is kind of just tucked into the corner of the room. So I'd say we're doing pretty good for ourselves. Just a
2: little insider scoop. Uh, We literally have paper towels sitting directly in front of us. Yeah.
1: I think we've made this joke before, but you know, people always ask, like, "Why don't you film this?" And then I'm like, "Do you want to see the meth den that we record in?
2: <laughs> French fries scattered around the floor from like last week's episode?" No, that's just that's, that's me. That's from me. Yeah. So our goal right now is to make every episode's audio quality at least three percent better until your ears just explode.
1: I feel like I feel like three percent is doable. Yeah. Because it's like, we're going to end up being like those, you know, those uh, videos on YouTube where it's like 8D audio. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, can I hear Billie Eilish literally spitting in my ears as she sings? Like, what's this going to be?
2: Eventually, like, you're going to get done listening to our podcast and every sound that comes after is going to just sound like garbled fish noises.
1: (laughs) Which is what this podcast sounds like to a lot of people. Shout out to all our non-English speaking listeners.
2: (laughs) So we are Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie and then we try to improv our way through what happens in between. My name is Brady King. And my name is Derek Fultz. And my name is Colton Hart. Um, so before we get started, I would like to play a little game with the two of you. Ooh. Ooh. So as most of us, one of us, <laughs> were aware, a new trailer just dropped this week for the game Death Stranding, which is a new video game by Hideo Kojima.
1: Did well, you say that
2: one more time? Hideo Kojima! Your you're, giving,
1: you're giving me very, like, Weaboo vibes. You're that kid that definitely owned a Naruto headband in high school.
2: <laughs> also, who's to say I'm not wearing a Naruto headband right now? They don't
1: know that. <laughs> you didn't have to admit that, Brady. <laughs> yeah, so I want to play a little game. I think, gosh, probably like a year ago now? When did the first trailer drop? Uh, I don't think it was a year ago. I think it was for sure like a couple of years ago at this point. It's, it's, been, a it's been a long It's been a long time. Yeah. Right.
2: So, the initial teaser trailer dropped, it was like two minutes, had everyone in a very initial state of confusion over what this game was actually about. Yeah, it
1: was like naked Norman Reedus and oh, yeah. then people floating in the sky. Yeah. yeah. Like dead whales.
2: So, luckily, this eight minute long trailer that dropped this <laughs> week brought a lot of clarity. Uh, oh wait, no it didn't. You know why?
1: Well, okay. I, don't, I watched it at like midnight 45 the other night. <laughs> and I don't know if it was because my brain was held together by sawdust and chewing gum. But it made complete sense to me. Did it? What part of it made complete sense? All of it. All of it. I tracked the whole time. I was like, I get his vision. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I have not slept properly in two weeks uh, or so, but like, I got it. And I was moved. Yeah. The audio quality of his room was so clear, the meaning became (laughs) apparent. Yeah. I think with each trailer that they've released for this game, uh, they've made it better by 3%. At least 3%. (laughs) At least 3%. (laughs) So, yeah,
2: this trailer dropped and was kind of like uh, if you had chugged three bottles of soy sauce, what your recurring dreams would probably be like. (laughs) Soy sauce. Yeah, so I want to play a little game real quick. I have a list in front of me of things that actually happen in the trailer. Okay. Okay. I'm going to list off three of them. One of them is not actually real. Your job is to guess which one of these bizarre happenings is not actually part of the trailer.
1: Right? I haven't
0: seen the trailer. I saw the te- teaser a long time ago.
1: And like I said, I watched this trailer in the dead of night while I was uh, <laughs> basically just fading into a rim cycle. So <laughs> I think we're going to be okay.
2: Was it Death Stranding or was it a lucid dream? Honestly, who can tell? What's
1: the difference? <laughs> What's the
2: difference? All
1: right. You you're ready to get started? Yeah, let's see this.
2: Yeah. All right. Which one of these was not in the Death Stranding game trailer? A prenatal Robo baby, Mads Mickelson setting himself on fire, or ghost pirates invading a strip mall.
1: Oh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the baby, the the Robo baby.
2: Right. I'm gonna go with ghost pirates. Ghost pirates, ding ding ding, Colton, you are correct.
1: I think the
0: fact that you didn't think it was ghost <laughs> pirates just says something about this trailer.
1: <laughs> well, it's like I rem- there's like a scene in the trailer where like. Soldiers with like that are literally skeletons are yep. like crawling around in a swamp somewhere. So I'm like, that probably has like a strip mall. It's like a post, <laughs> it's like a post apocalyptic. Yeah, and Mads Mickelson
2: setting himself on fire is like a daily occurrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: We knew it wasn't that one. <laughs> no, yeah, we knew. It's so like okay, that's for that's the constant. That's the one. That's I saw that one on Fox sure.
2: News yesterday, so I know that's not real. <laughs> All right, number two, World War One zombies, a cyborg taking a bath or the in-game option to pee standing up.
1: Oh, no, this is the cyborg taking a bath.
2: If you would have said World War II, I think I would have gone with
1: that. <laughs> but, but World War I, it's a bit of a stretch. Because that's a Call of Duty game. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> World War I is too specific.
1: I'm going to go with cyborg taking a bath. Yeah, it's cyborg
2: taking a bath. Wow, are you reading my list? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it's a cyborg taking a bath, and I want to talk about uh, option number three real uh-huh. quick. Um, because I didn't actually notice this in the trailer, but it was brought to my attention via a meme from the internet. Um, apparently, there's an in-game menu option to just like whip it out. Okay,
0: and so I think I,
2: that's what I look for in my games.
0: And
1: I think that that's okay. Yeah, I think that it's time <laughs> for more PP Resident. <laughs> <laughs> For more PP representation in video games, I want to see more video game characters taking a PP. <laughs> You've given where me the- where is my option to emote, uh, to crouch down and teabag the other player and to pee- <laughs> and to PP. I have been given
2: the option to eat in game, to sleep in game, but not once have I been able to take a pee. in-game. So
1: imagine this: you're playing uh, you're playing a game and you're just like, oh god, this is such an immersive experience. Why did not Kratos take Atreus to go pee? <laughs> I feel like this Red game, Dead
0: Two had peeing. Yeah. I feel like that game was so immersive. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. I'm already imagining the Instagram posts we're gonna make. I think Red Dead Two had peeing in it. <laughs> 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 oh. you know, the, so. <laughs> I hope it's like there's some dude. There's some weird dude on the other side of this podcast that's looking at this thing. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. Called it. Thank you so much.
1: I hope it's like one of those animations
2: that like can't be broken. So if you're like in the middle of combat and things are like not going smoothly, you can just like, everyone just kind of has to back off unless you finish. What is is this? What is is this whole tangent we have just gone on? Okay, wait, wait, here we go. Here we go. Number three. Number three. Which one of these is not in the game? Troy Baker licking somebody, dogs attacking a helicopter, or Guillermo del Toro. Are
0: there fish in this movie? Does Guillermo del Toro only plays...
1: I'm sorry, could you say his name one more time? <laughs>
2: Into the mic, please. Guantanamo del Toro only plays.
1: <laughs> okay, so it's either Troy Baker, famed voice actor, licking someone, mm-hmm. dogs attacking a helicopter, or, or Oscar-winning director Guillermo del Toro. Yep. Grinding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Never, have you ever heard that
0: before? Yeah. Oh. No. No. Do <laughs> you, know you know
1: that's front, like shape of water? Yes, I, I was about to say I loved the shape of water, but then that would be more telling of me as a person than anything. So I'm going to say that I enjoyed No, I can't even say that. Uh The Shape of Water is a piece of art that I watched. (laughs) All right. Wait, wait, wait. Which one? Which one? Which one?
2: Uh, Yes, I have one more. We just got power through this one.
1: It's dogs attacking a helicopter.
2: You're right. It's dogs attacking a helicopter.
1: Which, why couldn't it have been dogs attacking a helicopter piloted by Guillermo del Toro? There's Mm. not enough dog attacking helicopter representation in video games. games, Honestly, honestly. why
2: couldn't I see the dogs take a (laughs) 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 pee? All right. Fourth and last one. Which one of these is not in the trailer? A giant slime monster destroying a skyscraper, Smurf Norman Reedus holding a gun to his head,
1: or a portable baby aquarium.
3: Oh my gosh.
1: Isn't that just a uterus? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Is this what we're going to get canceled for? I think this is it.
2: This is this is, let's turn in our badges, boys. Yeah, this is the
1: one. Listen, I've been liberal for too long. <laughs> it's time to start making some edgy jokes. Can you, uh, it's Smurf, Norman Reedus, Baby Aquarium, and Slime Monster. Destroying a skyscraper. That's from Monsters vs. Aliens, uh, the hit DreamWorks movie. You got me.
2: Congrats, boys. You got, like, I don't know, two out of the four. Where are we keeping score? You win uh, two podcaster points, <gasps> which can be redeemed yes. on Blueberry.com for...
1: High fives <laughs> for uh, enhanced upload times <laughs> for or, enhanced audio quality or we just don't upload your podcast for about a month. <laughs> so uh, Derek, what movie are we going to do this week? This week we are going to be doing the psychological thriller from famed <laughs> director who I don't think has ever won an Oscar, but thinks he deserves one, Darren Aronofsky, (laughs) Black Swan. Tell me Aronofsky doesn't
2: sound pretentious.
1: Yeah, Aronofsky sounds like the the kind of name you would talk about, like swirling around a glass of wine, standing in an art gallery, (laughs) not knowing anything about what you're looking at.
2: Mm, Yes, this statue is made of marble.
1: Mm, Yes. This art is good. (laughs) This art is objectively pleasing to the eye.
0: (laughs) Like Captain Holt reviewing (laughs) Bartholomew.
1: More wine, please. (laughs) Hmm. Human condition. Yes. I'm sorry. Is that is that man taking a (laughs) pee?
0: So
2: far,
1: we are ten minutes
0: in, and four (laughs) minutes are for pee jokes.
2: Yeah. So I I've seen the beginning and end of Black Swan, but honestly, like what happens in between
1: is just up to the imagination. (laughs) Colton, what's your experience with uh, this masterpiece of a movie? The
0: only thing, I know it from, like, the trailer back when it was around. And is this the one where she, like, lesbians herself?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, no. I think that's the only thing I know about this movie. What's wrong? Is everything okay with us? We just need to take a pause real quick. What is the
2: process of lesbianing yourself? (laughs) Am I wrong? What though? is that? <laughs> well, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> where she explores her sexuality, yes, Colton. Oh my yes. God!
0: You, no, um, I actually have only seen like the trailer for this movie, but it was like back when did this movie come out? Oh gosh, I don't know, like
2: 2008, late 2000s, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I just I pull that number right out of my butt. Yeah, I, I think it's
1: <laughs> I think it's like either uh, it's like early 2010. It is
2: 2010. Oh,
1: 2010. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen this movie. Um. It's, it's okay. It's not one of those movies that like I want to watch again just because uh, a lot of the content in it is uh, uh, graphic and gruesome. Like mm. um, I'll tell you all about one scene that particularly scarred me later. But first, let's go ahead and read that first uh, 60 seconds of uh – Hey.
2: Hey, Colton. Hey, Colton. Put your Slurpee down. Hey, Colton. Put your vodka tonic down, please. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and jump into the very first scene of Black Swan. Colton, take it away.
0: A gentle orchestral suite begins to play. We fade in to see a dancer silhouetted by a single beam of light. She moves through the music gracefully, every step careful and calculated. Her white ballet slippers tap the floor faster and faster as she twirls and spins. Finally, she slows and lowers herself to the floor where we see her face, young and cheerful. Her name is Nina. Behind her, a man emerges from the darkness, dressed in black. Nina begins to dance again, but the man follows, tracking her every move. Suddenly, the man spins rapidly, transforming into a black bird-like creature, dancing aggressively in rhythm with her movements. Nina no longer dances on her own, but seems to be controlled by this dark figure. They move faster and faster as Nina struggles to free herself, and as quickly as he appeared, the creature is gone, leaving Nina alone under the harsh beam of the stage light, fake black. Nina lies in her bed, awakened by the early morning sun. She smiles. Later, she sits in front of a mirror, stretching her legs.
2: I had the craziest dream last night. I was dancing the White Swan. It had different choreography, though. It was more like Bolshoi's. I was the prologue, when Rothbard cast his spell. Her mother slides a plate in front of her, where half a grapefruit sits. Oh, how pretty!
1: Her mother smiles. Pretty! They laugh. You're in a good mood.
2: He promised to feature me more this season.
1: Well, he certainly should. You've been there long enough, and you're the most dedicated dancer in the country. Her mother helps Nina into her sweater,
0: but spots something on her back. A bright red rash of some kind. Her mother frowns.
1: What's that? What?
0: Nina checks her back in the mirror.
1: Uh, It's nothing. Sure you don't want me to come with you?
0: Nina gives a hesitant smile. Oh, you sweet girl.
2: Okay. Alright, alright, alright. We've got a dance and a mysterious rash. Yeah,
1: we got rashes, birdman, and mother-daughter drama. Grapefruit. grapefruit. Basically my high school career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forget that this movie fault basically follows. Uh Swan Lake, right? Yeah. yeah. It's about
1: it's all about like dancing Swan Lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I think there this is going is mm-hmm. uh okay, close your eyes with me. Uh, you don't actually have to because no one's gonna see if you do it or not. This is not a visual medium. Um Colton are your eyes closed. Yeah, they're closed. Okay, now we can leave. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you guys just still there? <laughs> guys? Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> um so I just had an epiphany. Okay enlighten us just yeah just get with it get with it you know those movies those comedies that are like targeted at middle-aged moms Mm, the first one that comes to mind and don't judge me for this monster-in-law with jane fonda and jennifer and jennifer lopez bad moms or something bad moms there we go i think this is one of those movies okay let me explain to you why nina's mom always wanted to be the black swan of course. She auditioned for the same yeah. or for the same performance that Nina did. Nina got the part over her. And so the mom is like, "Well, I'm going to get back at my daughter." <laughs> so the mom starts by like Putting poison ivy in Nina's shirt, and so that's why Nina has a rash. Oh, yes. No. Uh, but we don't. What we don't see is that the mom. This is actually in the 61st second of this movie. <laughs> the mom has a rash all over her hands from handling the poison ivy without gloves. Just
2: so you know, like everything plot related happens in the 61st second. Like right. as soon as we stop, like it's all right. explained.
1: Yeah. It's like the 61st second in script and screenwriting. Uh, for yeah. those of you who have not taken a screenwriting class is where a lot of the exposition happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we have decided to cut off at the 61st, at yeah. the 60th. Second. And they
2: do that purposefully for our podcast. It's so kind of screenwriters to do that for us. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. yeah. It.
1: yeah. Uh, I think that every screenwriter has our podcast in mind whenever they're writing the script, they're like, you know, I really want to give exposition in the first 60 seconds, but there are those three boys.
2: Aaron Sorkin sent me his new screenplay, and I was like, buddy, you give so much away
1: at second 59. Like, how are we supposed to podcast this? And he's like, uh, 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 duh. Oh, my God. You have you have opened my eyes, and now I'm moving everything to the 61st second. <laughs> uh,
2: of uh, oh, what's the Facebook
1: movie called? Social Network? Of Social Network 2. <laughs> Facebook movie. Uh Bracket Ralph.
2: <laughs> the plot of Bracket Ralph 2 as written by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. lots of walking and talking and yeah. inner dialogue and.
1: So, what do you think? But like what kind of like zany pranks do you think that Nina's mom is pulling on her? Oh, for sure. It's like she's like put paint in her hair dryer so like when it turns
2: on, it like mm. sprays slime all over. Like Nickelodeon slime. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I also think that there's the uh the old Laxatives and the grapefruit oh, prank—that age-old, that age-old <laughs> <that, laughs> <old>, that, <laughs> that age prank. You know uh, the
0: guitars they wear where they have to like spray the the stick it stuff. Yeah, it's just non-stick cooking spray. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Pam.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. And so like, there's a bunch of zany hijinks. We find out that Nina's mom is a very broken person on the inside.
2: <laughs> well, that's what happens when you turn
1: 40. Yeah, yeah. when you're or when you're 40 and still in high school, you get picked on. <laughs> yeah. Can we each give? an example of what we think the score for this movie is
2: i think it's just going to be kazoo covers okay for the most part okay, moms I've, love that stuff right yeah, the yeah, kazoo yeah. covers of what uh, moms of love swan lake kazoo covers
1: minion memes mm. ooh good old minion memes ooh is there, is there a reference to minions in this movie 62nd second, second it's the the, 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 yeah, the, the, just the sixty second
2: second Gru comes out and he <laughs> says, "Girls, girls, <laughs> we're going vibes. to audition for the ballet." <laughs>
1: yeah. um, I think that the score sounds a little bit something like this. <laughs> That's the same song that plays whenever
2: I walk down the hallway at high school.
1: That's the sound that I wish played every time I walk down like a haunted hallway. because <laughs> oh, this is it scary. <laughs> no, this isn't scary. This is <laughs> a good time. And then the ghost comes out and he's like, Hey. <laughs> and then I get really scared. And then I, then I pee my pants.
2: <laughs> all right. Okay, well, I guess there's really only one way to find out where this movie's going. Are you all ready to move on to the second scene? Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, do let's it. Let's- Nina
0: dances the same dance as before, but this time on a full stage. Dozens of dancers surround her as she twirls gracefully. Part of the stage peels away to reveal a raised platform. Nina sprints up the incline and faces the audience. As she continues to dance, a giant stain of red blood begins to ooze from her side. Nina powers through her wound as the music crescendos. She makes eye contact with her mother, weeping in the audience. And as the dance comes to a close, Nina dives onto a small mattress. She lies there bleeding and exhausted. The audience erupts into applause. A sharply dressed man, Thomas,
1: runs to her side. Do you hear that? They love you. They love you. Nina gasps for breath. Oh, my sweet princess, I always knew you had it in you. Come on, let's take a bow. The other dancers gasp. Nina's wound is bleeding profusely.
0: Go get some help. What did you do? He leans in closely to Nina.
1: I felt it. What? It was
0: perfect. Thomas watches in horror as she draws her last breath. It was perfect. Fade to white.
1: Okay. So. I felt it. uh, (laughs) Can you feel it, Mr. (laughs) Krabs? Can you feel it? So obviously in these sort of like mother-daughter feud comedy movies, Mm -hmm. there's always like a big like... Come to Jesus moment where the like the kid and the mom are like yelling at each other. Yeah, and I think that like there's obviously a point in this movie where they kind of come to blows, not physically. Yeah, because that'd just be weird. That's called child abuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> where they like verbally come to blows, and Nina says, "I'm going to do something. I'm going to make this performance perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something that you will never think of." I'm and basically what happens. Is Nina puts a fake blood packet oh, in gotcha. her leotard as she's dancing
2: because her mom, in anger, was like, "I hope it kills you," and she was like,
1: mm. "Hmm." Hmm. And so, during the performance, she busts the packet, right, and then uh, it starts seeping through her gown ga- or her gown. Her, it's her nightgown
2: she was dancing in a triple XL t-shirt <laughs> does, wor-
1: does she work at summer camp <laughs> is she a size small but she wears a 3XL <laughs> <laughs> um so the the packet bursts and obviously they see blood gushing out of her yeah. and her mom's like oh my god yeah she pranked me <laughs> She pran- pranked me so hard. She pranked me so hard that she ruined this performance uh-huh. by by bleeding. Her mom wasn't crying out of, like, sadness.
2: She was crying because she realized how out-pranked she had just been. There <laughs> yeah. were tears of joy, honestly. Uh, she
1: was crying, laughing. <laughs> she was just cackling in the audience. And then, obviously, Thomas and the rest of the dancers don't know that she's actually pranking. And so she was like... It was a perfect joke.
2: It was the perfect prank, is what she was trying to yeah, say. Yeah,
1: it was the perfect prank that she pulled on her mother and the entire audience. Right. She at that point became the prank goddess. Yeah,
0: the black swan, <laughs> the black swan,
2: the, the mean swan. Uh, if Thomas had just taken the time to, I don't know, smell the ketchup in the
1: air. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is ketchup. I think Nina's a better prankster than that. I think Sriracha. She-
0: <laughs> she's a Sriracha. She's gal. a
1: fancy gal. She mm-hmm. for sure uses Sriracha. Yeah, she she definitely. for sure used artisanal sriracha. Yeah. <laughs> you can only buy it like a fancy bodega in Greenwich. Thomas was like, hey, somebody call an ambulance And, and, she's and like, maybe
2: get me some pad dye? And she okay. said
1: No 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 <laughs> No Thomas, listen. Come close to Come me. Here. Tom, Come here. Thomas, listen. Gotcha. <laughs> Fade to white. <laughs> Ashton Goodger comes out. <laughs> well, Mila Kunis is in this movie, so yeah, he, he, just, he just comes out. He's like, "Oh, you just got pranked. Or you just got punked." Thomas.
2: <laughs> it was an Impractical Jokers episode the whole time. Uh, yeah,
1: all of the Impractical Jokers guys come out, and they're just like, ah, "I got gotcha. you. <laughs> The this true movie. TV logo pops up in, yeah. the, it pops up in the. This lower, movie was actually about right Thomas the whole time. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's <about laughs> this classic quality prank on Thomas.
1: Yeah, it was just, a, it's a good zag. Yeah. <laughs> Nina really zagged on his, her mom and Thomas. So, yeah. I think that we've done enough. Yeah. I, I th- think I think we're done here. We <laughs> did it. We did it, Patrick. We saved the we town. Saved the town. <laughs> as it we burns, saved the podcast. As it burns podcast. down around us.
2: Uh, so, Derek, you actually have seen this movie. Yeah. So what is Black Swan about? Yep.
1: So Black Swan is actually a psychological thriller of a girl who... Um, she is a dancer and she's a really good dancer, but her mom, who I guess I think used to be a dancer, how many times can I going to say dancer in this one sentence? Yeah. <laughs> uh, her mom, who used to be a ballerina. Sorry, um, what was her occupation? Again? She was a dancer. Mm. Uh, are we human or are we dancer? <laughs> um <laughs> Dancer, I barely Brandon know flowers? her. Flowers, is that you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody told me that you had a dancer. Stop. It looked like We're gonna a get flagged for copyright. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, so her mom used to be a dancer. Uh, she's driven to perfection, and when she starts to audition for the Black Swan, or not the Black Swan. Uh, when she starts to audition for Swan Lake at her local ballet company, yeah. Uh, she meets a rival in Mila Kunis and she basically starts going crazy because she is Yikes. so obsessed with being perfect. Gotcha. Um, so at the end, I'm guessing that probably like is what ends up killing her. Right. So she gets in a fight with Mila Kunis in the, in the dressing room yeah. and slams her up against a mirror and breaks it off. And she takes one of the mirror shards and stabs Mila Kunis in the stomach. Uh, uh, plot twist. It turns out that Mila Kunis never actually existed. What? In real and life or the movie? Hopefully yes. in real life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that Mila Kunis never Mila Kunis's character never actually existed in the movie and was just a figment of Nina's uh, psychosis, yeah. and she actually ended up stabbing herself in the stomach, mm. which is why she basically bleeds out at the end of her performance. Yikes! It is uh, it is truly one of those movies where you can only watch it like once, which I found is a theme for a lot of Darren, Darren Aronofsky, Aronofsky films. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've only I've only seen a little bit of Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, uh, And that movie was uh, haunting to look at. He directed
2: Mother, didn't he? Yes, he did. Sorry, Mother exclamation
1: mark. Yeah, Mother! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> um, yes, he directed Mother, uh, which I saw. And not a lot of movies make me like... So I cried a lot of movies, but yeah. like not a lot of movies make me like openly weep in a movie theater. Yeah, and Mother did that. I heard it was
2: like it was really symbolic, but also not for the week of heart or the week of stomach.
1: Right, right. Um, there is a there is a scene where they eat a baby. Um, okay, well, um, Darren
2: Aronofsky writes what he knows, I guess. Yeah. Uh,
1: the funny thing about this this is not an episode about Mother, but uh, <laughs> he wrote that script in six weeks. Oh my god! Um, yeah, he wrote it in six weeks, and I'm I'm assuming that he did like very minimal edits to it and stuff like that. Yeah, it's basically like an allegory of the Bible, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence basically plays the Earth. Yeah, it's that's like,
2: the most Aronofsky thing I've ever heard. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: um, and it's very divisive. Like, not a lot of people liked it. Yeah. Um, but Black Swan had a lot of like really. There's a scene that still sticks with me to this day where Nina is at like an event and she's picking at a hangnail. Oh my god. And she's like picking at it, picking at it, picking at it cuz it's like to her like that's imperfect. And so gotcha. she goes to the bathroom and she starts to pull the hangnail up and it rips straight up her finger.
2: Oh, I'll take a hard pass on and that one
1: for years after that. I could not <laughs> pick, scared I of I hangnails. could I could not pick at a hangnail cuz I was like it's oh. going to rip my hand off. Yeah. Um but it's good. Uh, it got Natalie Portman a Best Actress for Oscar.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure this movie was Oscar winning, right? Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: she won Best Actress. It, I yeah. think it was nominated for Best Picture um, and a couple other things, but she, Natalie Portman for sure won Best Actress. Yeah, so I think
2: that does it for the plot of Black Swan. So let's go ahead and move into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am this
0: shit. shit. All right, guys, welcome to Shaking Not Stirred. Basically, we have two wheels. Uh, one has different movies that we've all seen or should have seen. Hopefully. <laughs> 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 And then one has movie genres, and basically we spin both of them and we see what it is. So it could be, what was one that we did last
1: time? Uh, Toy Story as a war film. Shrek yeah, uh, Toy is, Toy a is a documentary. Yeah, Shrek is a documentary. <laughs> I'm still waiting on Planet Ogre. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so uh, as narrated without further by David ado. Uh,
0: 28 Days Later? Oh my oh God. Wow. I actually as haven't seen that movie,
1: but I know what it's about.
0: Podcaster's choice.
1: Oh, <laughs> this is new. I'm shaking and stirred. <laughs> okay, Colton, you little prankster. Uh, you know you? Guys you did us. you prank us? Wow. Did you know we were going to talk about pranks in this episode? All right,
2: Podcaster's choice, boys. I'm choosing to end the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm choosing to leave. Uh, okay, so 28 days later, what do we think? Like, what would be the perfect genre for 28 days later? That's not a zombie movie. I think a sport, we, maybe a sports movie. A sp- <laughs> Where <laughs> do we uh-huh. go with the sports they movie? They win the national title, and it's just what they do the, the following week. So a bunch of
2: animal rights activists, right? They break into this lab, right. Because they've heard these monkeys have special hockey playing abilities,
1: right? <laughs> you've heard of Air Bud. <laughs> get ready for you've Air heard a. of Air Bud. You've heard of the Mighty Ducks. Now get ready for the Angry Chimps. <laughs>
2: What they don't realize is that these monkeys—they don't know how to play hockey. Mm-hmm. Instead, all they know is rage and soccer.
1: <laughs> oh, bend it like orangutan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they have to like teach these monkeys, yeah. right, yeah, how to play hockey, right.
1: and it's only two weeks until the big game. So, twenty-eight days later is in reference to the to amount how, of time. to the amount of time that it. Oh, my God. We are geniuses.
2: <laughs> hey, high fives all
1: around? High fives? High fives. High fives. We're definitely high fiving
2: each other. No, yes, so
1: we're, not, <laughs> we're not just clapping right above the mics like we're doing a sound test. All right. So we've got uh, the Angry Chimps hockey movie. Let's go ahead and get one more.
3: All right.
0: Children of the Corn. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why is it always horror movies? We love horror movies here. a science fiction movie. all right uh, a scientist combines a baby monster. and a <laughs> corn
3: oh no oh. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: and, and we learn and we learn why you shouldn't play god
2: who could get have ready. ever guessed that combining a baby with corn was a bad get idea get ready for
1: corn baby <laughs> Child of the Corn. Okay, it's
2: like Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> it's just,
1: it's like- he, he looks into the window of a jeep, and instead of just a giant T Rex eye, you just see a dilating piece of corn. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Gross! What is this? This is more of a horror movie than Children of the Corn should ever be. The corn. Oh no. <laughs> Oh God! So uh, corn baby, yeah. So a scientist creates corn baby, and he uh, has to raise him as his own. Yeah, it's uh, it's in this, it's in this abandoned space station. It was like under attack. <laughs> Sorry, first blunders, then
2: screaming. Now my
1: keys. What this is amateur hour. <laughs> I'm working with a bunch of unprofessional. <laughs> no, as we I, sit in our meth den. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, the space station was under attack. Uh, he's the only survivor, and Corn Baby. Yeah. And so Corn Baby grows to resent the attackers that you know killed everyone on the space station. They gotcha. So he swears revenge uh, by going to the planet of the people that killed off his right. uh, his people. Corn Baby turns all the people on this planet into corn, and they become, drum roll please, children of the Corn Baby.
2: All right.
0: We made it. Boy. We Roll made credits.
2: It. Draw we the curtain, it. and let's get another one, Colton.
0: E.T. That's a science fiction movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, alien crash lands on Earth, or or we can do as an as a western. How are we gonna work that? I don't you ever even. you cowboys
0: and aliens. Oh, oh no. boy. Okay. Okay.
1: So E.T. Uh, Can no longer phone home because phones don't exist. Yep. E.T. E.T. Telegraph home. (laughs) He
2: he crashes in the middle of this western town. Right. And he and Harrison Ford have to work together to get him back to his people.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so they go and they try to find his people. Harrison Ford is obviously curmudgeonly because when is he not? But E.T. softens his heart and says, I'll be right here. -hmm. It's at that
2: moment that the aliens begin their attack on Earth. (laughs) They just obliterate everything.
1: Because what we don't know is that E.T. put a tracking device on uh, On on Harrison Harrison Ford Ford. whenever he said, I'll be right (laughs) here. He shoots a laser right (laughs) through his shoulder. Right (laughs) through his shoulder. And the aliens are attacking this western town. So the cowboys are fighting back with everything that they have with them. And Harrison Ford is a Losing the battle. He's losing a lot of blood, even though the laser should have cauterized his wound. But then E.T. realizes the gravity of his mistakes. And he says, What have I done? And he then he sends the aliens away and saves the western town from destruction and nurses Harrison Ford back. To- <laughs> Harrison Ford wakes up after a three day long coma to just see E.T. in a nurse's outfit just saying saying saying, saying good morning sleepy
2: it's nothing worse than waking up to, it's just
1: another horror movie yeah,
2: know this is a nothing horror genre. than waking up to the hum of fluorescent lights and E.T. in a nurse's outfit
1: <laughs> Somehow fluorescent lights have been invented in the time that Harrison Ford has been knocked into a coma by a laser. He's been out for 40 years, (laughs) y'all. He's like, (laughs) And E.T. says, calm down. (laughs) Put him back under, nurse.
0: (laughs) In the spirit of E.T., I'm surprised they haven't remade E.T. yet.
1: Oh, give it a second.
2: Hey, as long as Steven Spielberg has a pulse, (laughs) he's not going to let them touch his... Precious, his precious child. His baby. Yeah. No, no.
1: E.T. is his child that he birthed himself. <laughs> he gave birth to E.T. It's like him. when Melisandre gave birth to that shadow baby in Game of Thrones. Steven Spielberg gave, birth, e. to G- his male womb. <laughs> gave birth to E.T. in order to kill uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> oh, That's... <laughs> And his oh, second
2: God. most beloved child saving Private Ryan. <laughs> as long as Steven Spielberg has blood flowing through his veins, he will he, not win Hollywood.
1: He will never. Will, he, those Hollywood bureaucrats have tried to drain it out of him, and he said no. He stood his ground. Oh, my God. Now oh. I'm picturing
2: Steven Spielberg in the middle of like the Warner Brothers lot with a staff just going, You shall not have them!
1: <laughs> and the execs were just... Steven. Hey, security, can you come get Steven off the lot again? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm ready to make Ready Player (laughs) 2. Ready Player (laughs) 2. All right, I think we have sufficiently shaken ourselves silly. (laughs) Let's uh let's transition into our other segment that we have on this show. The segment that I came up with by myself with no help from my other co-hosts, Real Talk, where we actually take movies seriously and talk about the things that we've enjoyed this past two weeks
2: god i wish i thought of this segment dang it (laughs) yeah i know guys
1: it's okay like not everyone can be as smart and good looking and talented and humble (laughs)
2: as (laughs) i am i wish i thought about Talking about movies,
1: <laughs> <Dink>. <laughs> yeah. This is the part of the podcast that does not differentiate us from every other podcast. That's three <laughs> white guys talking about movies.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Derek, uh, has anything uh, come across your radar lately? What uh, have you been watching?
1: So I watched John Wick three. Yeah. That was yeah. great. I also watched John Wick three. I love the John Wick movies. They're yeah,
2: so good. Into the mic, you
1: pawn. Sorry, they're so good. They're oh, they're just so good. And like the fight choreography is so good. Yeah, the story may be a little. <laughs> nonsensical i guess but like who cares it's about like a crime syndicate that literally takes itself as like an organized religion yeah right and it's just oh it's so good uh go see john wick 3 if you are okay with violence yeah Um, i want to watch keanu reeves beat somebody to death with a library (laughs) book a
0: friend that he talks about john wick movies he's like the more John Wick talks, the worse the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> the less, less he talks, the better the, better the movie is. is. Yeah, because it's, it's like,
1: these two are inverse. And yeah. Every time he
0: talks, you're like, mm, oh, stop. God. Stop it, bud. No.
1: Stop it, John. Also, I don't want to, like, shame Keanu Reeves. Where's his chin?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, can that man put a pillow in a pillowcase? <laughs> what? You know how you, like, put the pillow under your chin to, like, put it in the pillowcase? Can- <laughs>
2: No, I I, I do the exact same get thing. I'm get it, you get it. Okay, good. good, 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 good. good. How does he fold not get his, it
1: at first? How does he fold his t-shirts? I don't. <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, how does he fold his t-shirts? How does he put? How does he put a pillow in a pillowcase? These are the questions I need to answer from Keanu Reeves. We're gonna get Keanu Reeves on the podcast, and so, so Keanu, Keanu, listen. Where's your chin, buddy? Where,
0: where's it at? <laughs> Honestly, it dude, Keanu Reeves is the type of dude who probably would come onto this body. He's such like a wholesome
1: dude. Uh, he is the wholesomest of memes. <laughs> hey, Keanu,
2: can you just come on the show? Let us yeah, roast does you.
1: It, does anyone know where Keanu is? Like, like just geographically. Some say geographically. he's
2: still in the library, beating people to death with library books.
1: More power to you. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Um, so. Uh, that's really the only movie that I've seen in the past couple weeks, uh, yeah. but I have seen a couple of cool trailers that I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um. So obviously the Death Stranding trailer. We
2: can. Yeah, we can actually talk about the Death Stranding trailer because that's a game I'm. Pretty excited about. Yeah,
1: I'm very excited about. Uh, I did not get into the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Yeah, mostly just because it went way over my head. Yeah. Well, Um, when you're
2: like six or seven games in, I don't quote right because
1: I haven't played any of the other ones, and I tried to play uh the Phantom Pains. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. This isn't for me. It's
2: hard to jump onto a moving train, especially right especially a, Hideo Kojima a yeah, train. directed
1: by Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Um but when I heard that he left his own studio, yeah. and was like, okay, and basically like they ruined the Metal Gear franchise. Yeah. And he started his own studio and this is the first thing that he comes out with. I'm like, they gave this man complete creative control. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, Which we have seen in the trailer. Yeah. Board.
1: So this game has like Guillermo del Toro and Nicholas Walding Refin. Yeah. The guy I think that's how you pronounce his name. The guy that uh, directed like Neon Demon and Drive mm-hmm. and uh
2: There's a there's a pretty decent cast list. Like yeah. so Maz Mickelson is actually in it. Norman Reedus, uh Troy Baker, along with uh, there's like one other big name in this movie.
1: Actually. Oh, is it that uh that French girl mm-hmm. that's playing a character literally named like Fragile? Yeah. Okay, oh, her, and her name is actually Fragile. Yeah. yeah, in the game, her name is Fragile, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that's a little heavy-handed, <laughs> but like, I get so it. So
2: apparently, uh, Kojima's strong suit is game design, and not necessarily the naming of characters. Because right. we have Fragile, we have Mama, and then we have like Big Death Man,
1: or like no, it's something literally it's like, like, uh, like Die Hard Man, or Big something. Big Boy like. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, Big Boy Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's like it's like they like it's like he wrote the script. He's like, I don't know what we're gonna name yet. Well, I'm just gonna write down he does this. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like placeholder names that (laughs) he did never fill. He forgot about. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, Also, talking about weird movies that uh, and studios that give complete creative freedom, uh, A24 has a movie coming out called In Fabric. Okay, Uh, I actually have not seen this trailer. It is about a killer dress, uh, (laughs) and it is like a really good looking dress or a (laughs) yes. A really good looking dress and a dress that kills people. Oh. Um, yeah. Is it, it blue and gold? <laughs>
0: 2015. Is that you? Oh, no.
1: It's the police. They're coming to get you. Um, no, it's literally just about this woman who like buys this dress from the shady shop and it starts to, like burn her skin. And like, oh my gosh, I'm going to show you the trailer after we like after we get yeah. done recording. So is it
2: like a haunted dress?
1: Is that I guess? What I don't yeah. know. But it. Like the way that the trailer is edited, and the way that it like looks like it's filmed, it's very, uh, like 1970 Suspiria. Yeah. Like very Dario Argento. Um, it looks like wild, and I'm probably gonna have to go to some random obscure like Alamo draft house in the middle of nowhere to yeah, go see this to watch movie. Uh huh. Um, and then the other trailer I wanted to talk about was a movie called The Goldfinch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did do being a cuss on this show. Um, So The Goldfinch, uh, I don't know what this movie is about, really. It's based off of a a really, like, like a best-selling book. It looks like the trailer was edited so good. We're going to watch that one as well. We're going to watch a couple trailers after we leave.
2: Hey, if anybody wants to come over in the next, like, 20 minutes after we get done uh, with this podcast, you're welcome to yeah. come watch trailers with us.
1: And honestly, like, I love trailers because, like, a lot of times they're edited in a way that's just, like, super cool and, like, they have a super, like, <laughs> unless it's like
2: a dog's way home and then i've seen the and entire movie the from the entire start to start movie to freaking yeah. dogs freaking home
1: can oh. we, <laughs> let's Gosh. talk let's talk about those movies real quick the biggest problem that i have with those movies is the idea of dog reincarnation <laughs> <laughs> like that every time a dog dies it somehow finds its way back into another dog mm. like so are are we just talking about like dog ghosts possessing the bodies of other dogs so they can find their owners or like find their owners daughters that need help these movies are Strange, I think
2: that's the plot of Cujo and
1: actually. evil. Oh, yep, it's evil and dark and dark sided and twisted and uh, not holy at all. Yeah,
2: is a dog's way home satanic? <laughs> we'll talk about Thoughts. that next time. We'll <laughs>
1: talk about that next time. Uh, so that's all that's honestly really do we want to talk about the Game of Thrones finale? Um. Yeah, I feel
2: like it, like the spoiler ban's been lifted. Yeah, I feel like have you seen the Game of Thrones? I don't finale? Watch
1: it. Oh, you don't watch Game of... Oh, right, because this is the reason why we started this podcast. <laughs> um, so
2: yeah, so um, let's go ahead, like, knowledge the quick, elephant real in the quick, room. Yeah, the Game of Thrones ending. I seem to be in the very small minority that did not hate the ending.
1: I didn't hate it. Um, but there were for sure choices that were made in the finale that, because uh, I defended this season uh, until my dying breath, like yeah. I, like I was at the Battle of Winterfell, uh, <laughs> fighting off the White Walkers that were angry Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. The finale just made a lot of choices that I was not super pleased with. Yeah, uh, in the sense of like. Why did they send Jon Snow to the Night's Watch whenever, like, the Night's Watch isn't really like what thing, are, Like, what are they protecting?
2: Anymore? Well, I mean, where is Jon Snow supposed to sulk again if they don't send right, him if if to the just, wall?
1: Yeah. And it's like, he hasn't... The only people that he knows beyond the wall is Tormund. I think
2: I liked where the plot points were going. Mm. Like, I like... I see what they tried to do. Right. I think there were some plot points they should have introduced, like a season or two earlier yeah. like if bran was gonna sit on the iron throne let's give bran some screen time
1: let's talk about that for a second yeah <sighs> sorry <laughs> i feel like we're just alien. like this has now become <laughs> the <This is> where <laughs> colton <laughs> sits in the back seat yeah <laughs> um bran had no right to be on the iron throne yeah i i get why he's there also i feel like danny's death was a little unceremonious it was
2: it was pretty abrupt you know, uh, the, the I only I feel like us like trying to view her as a villain was pretty heavy handed mm-hmm. because it was like, you know, they didn't start introducing that plot line until season eight. Yeah. You know? And then it was like, look at all these shots of burning children. Look how evil she is. Look at well, this. Are you
1: can you see it? I they've been building up to Danny being that's the true. mad queen for a while. Yeah. That's like true. But um I think the subtle, abrupt, like Jon Snow stabbing her in the stomach or like in in the heart or whatever. Honestly, I think Drogon gave the best performance in that episode. (laughs) Uh, The CG, the big CGI dragon that burned down the iron throne because he realized that uh, monarchy was the reason why his mother died (laughs) and that why we shouldn't be under a king, that we should have a free governing body (laughs) that should take care of us. Um, All this went through the mind of Drogon, the dragon. (laughs) Yes. The, the most intelligent woke dragon in Westeros. (laughs) Um, Move over,
2: Smog. <laughs> I, like <that. laughs> I like that he basically landed, looked Jon Snow directly in the eyes, and he was like, you know what, I get it. No, I get it, man. No, we're good. <laughs> we're, so we're my
1: our mom r- has a pointy, stabby thing in her heart right now, and that <laughs> chair is made of pointy, stabby things. <laughs> I know the real enemy here. <laughs> um, uh, there was one thing that someone showed me. Like Someone edited a, uh, a video of the way that the show should have ended with Bran literally like, Revealing that he organized like he warged into like Daenerys and a bunch of the other people like during the season to like orchestrate all these events to get him to sit on the Iron Throne. Oh, and that he's like that actually evil and i'm like that would have been cool that would have been sick um, and actually it would have
2: given brand some screen time yeah, and character would have, motivation yeah it would've
1: made so. brand a little bit more of an interesting character because i think when you take a character like brand and you just make him crippled boy who has visions yeah it's like okay yeah and they kept calling him brand the broken and i'm sure he was just like he guys thrilled can we, like, about that title yeah yeah can we stop like this boy
2: can't he standing up
1: <laughs> <laughs> he can't do a pee he can't do a pee
2: <laughs> Well, this has been Stir the Plot. If you want to reach out with questions, comments, concerns, please email us at stirtheplot@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Reach out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you have movie suggestions or anything, please send those in. We'll uh, take those into account for the next episode. If you want to shout out or I'd like to shout somebody out.
1: Yeah, I'd love to shout someone out. Do you want to shout someone out, Colton? <laughs> no. i
2: I would love to shout at somebody yeah Yeah,
1: i just love to shout can we just shout (laughs) leave us a five-star review on itunes uh it helps us get discovered and it makes us feel better about ourselves Mm -hmm. Uh, because sometimes we don't just do this because we're having fun we do it for the validation yep
2: uh, I think right now Our iTunes reviews Are sitting at like 23 can we 22 23 Can yeah. we please Get it to an even number Like it's stressing yeah, me out I, I have need... to go to bed Every night knowing That it's sitting at 23 Yeah I
1: need it At least in like Intervals of 10 I don't really even care If you leave us Like a 4 star review It's yeah, just like Just, just give us something. something Yeah
2: come on guys Thank you guys We love having y'all um, Tune in next week When we're gonna talk About A Dog's Way Home Is it satanic My name is Brady King My name is Derek Fultz I'm Colton Hart And if you see Sandra Bullock Give her a hug
1: because she's perfect. <laughs> <laughs>